Welcome to Trail Mix, where Mary and Jody sort through life's fruits, sweets, and nuts. Mary Tomlinson and Jody Dreyer, who met when their paths crossed as Disney executives, are now advisors, speakers, and authors, and I'm excited to say podcasters. They can't wait to share life stories and experiences, insightful and practical takeaways, encouragement, and you can always count on full-out honesty and lots of laughs along the way. Ready for some Trail Mix? Let's mix it up with Mary and Jody. So Mary, it's all, there's so much happening. The calendar has gone crazy. We're, <laughs> we're into spring. There's time change. There's April Fool's Day. There's, so we are going to just cover all of it. Oh my all gosh, the we have to talk fast. Today. We do. We have so much to cover. So we're going to start because everybody that I talk to is talking about spring. They're excited about the concept of spring <laughs> as much as the reality because a lot of the people are still in the middle of snow and frozen right. tundras and <laughs> feeling, but the hope of spring. And again, in a few weeks, depending on where you live, you put clocks forward and then it, um, or most people have already done that and it will stay light. A little later and mm -hmm. the days will be a little brighter and the snow will start to melt and spring will be here right so. well I think this spring has even more significance because as you remember last spring March April 2020 we were all reeling from what is this thing called COVID and how long could it possibly last so instead of being excited about spring and a new season there was a foreboding on what is this thing and I think here we are a year later more hopeful that vaccines are going to be more readily available in the months to come and that maybe this is a more hopeful time so I think spring has even more significance this year mm. well there's also, are you a spring cleaner? Uh, to some extent. I mean, things like windows that I don't do, uh, you know, throughout the year and a little bit of sorting, but I'm such a sorter, I sort of do it all the time. <laughs> yeah, constantly sorting. We mm -hmm. love a good sort, don't mm -hmm. we? That's right. Well, I was raised by a mother that is the queen of spring cleaning. Mm. And she would have these little sayings and as she was going around the house and enlisting our help in our spaces. <laughs> and it was all about, you know, lightening the load and airing out and changing your clothes out for the, you know, moving to the front of the closet, light mm -hmm. clothes. And, and mm. we would, we would put new clothes on regardless of if the weather said it was okay <laughs> you know it's it was just, just time the calendar it's time. says it's time we're doing it yes. we're doing it take yes. matters into your own hands get <laughs> get serious about spring right so there's this sense of anticipation I think that comes with that mm -hmm. and new beginnings and it's also again being that dad you know, raised on the farm and the family's still there on the farm, that it's the planting season. Mm. And there's so much to look forward to, but it's busy mm -hmm. and there's work to be done. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, you have to plant. And the saying that was always the favorite was, the day you plant the seed is not the day you pick the fruit. Uh-huh. So it was, let's get on it. Right. Let's get going. Right. Because if we plant well, and if we get everything ready and anticipate and hope and look forward, then great things are to come. And I think you're right. Everyone's feeling that yeah. anticipation. Well, spring, yeah, I, I love spring. One of the things I love in North Carolina is that there really is a spring and the, the new green is just spectacular. Um, here's a couple great quotes about spring. Uh, one is from Anne Bradstreet that says, if we had no winter, the spring would not be so pleasant. So it, it's the, you know, moving through the seasons. And here's one from Charles Dickens that I really love. Spring is the time of year when it's summer in the sun and winter in the shade. I just think that <gasps> is fabulous because that you can't, it's like, what in the heck do you wear? Okay, so in preparing for this um, and thinking about daylight savings time, I learned something new. Okay, I've always called it daylight savings time. It's actually daylight saving time. <laughs> so I think we just talk about it all the time. And I went, oh my goodness, I've been saying it wrong all these years. And um, it was interesting to see that Arizona and Hawaii has said thanks, but no thanks. They don't participate. Um, and yes, I do like it to be lighter later. Um, <laughs> here's, a, here's a great little piece about daylight saving time. Uh, a little story. When told the reason for daylight saving time, the old Native American man said, only the government would believe that you could cut a foot off the top of a blanket and sew it to the bottom and have a longer blanket. <laughs> oh. and, and it's saying here, however, adding an hour of sunlight onto the end of the day after most of us have gotten out of work can feel like a gift after a long winter of dark evenings. As the warmer spring weather arrives, nothing could be nicer than having more time in the evening to enjoy it. So I would say yes. And uh, probably the downside to me is that I am the, the ultimate morning person. I just love mornings. I just don't want to miss anything in the day. But it's darker <laughs> in the morning. So it, I miss that. But yeah, the lighter evenings, you know, and when it's a little warmer, getting ready, you know, getting, being able to take a walk is all really nice. So how are you with daylight saving time? Well, here's the thing. I'm the exact opposite of that. I'm the <laughs> night owl. So there you I go. feel that this time of year is for us night owls mm -hmm. because I think when it's darker in the morning and you snuggle down in and maybe you just stay under the covers a few more minutes if you can, but then at night when mm -hmm. you can really be out there, it is lighter later. Right. And a lot of that, I think, originally did work around agriculture and planting you could be planting later and you could in the but then like you said if it's darker in the morning so but this little night owl loves it okay. by the way so you're happy 
about this um, time uh, of happy year. gal. But yeah. it is interesting when you think about that because back to the planting and then the harvest, I love fall mm-hmm. and spring. I like quite a bit for the reasons you said, and I've never heard that, but I like the fact that in the shade and in the sun, Mm -hmm. you start to get the sun, (laughs) but you're not that blistering hot of the summer yet. So, uh, so from a weather standpoint, it's fabulous, but I'm an instant gratification gal. So the planting of it all and the spring anticipating, I've had to really learn to slow and steady and that's why I think I like that quote so much about the day you plant the seed is not when you pick the fruit that you have to work through that season and then you do go through summer and then Mm -hmm. it's it's all so how do you delight in today right but then trust in tomorrow and look forward to tomorrow that you know what's to come as well right And spring and fall are kind of nice because we, as humans, typically complain in the summer because it's too hot and complain in the winter because it's too cold. And you have these other two seasons that are kind of nice. I mean, it's not quite so hot, not quite so cold. um, And there is just beauty all around us. But spring does uh, hold with it this sense of promise and new beginnings and just hope um so it yeah and again i think this year we we really need that it's been a it's been a bumpy year and um to just see that the seasons continue to turn even in our mixed up world and that there's new promise for uh, a new day is a very hopeful encouraging sign and the senses come alive. Mm-hmm. It was really raining the other day, and it was the first day that it started to smell spring rain. There's a difference mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. in the smell of a spring rain versus a winter rain that sometimes then even turns into wintry mix slush. Oh, yeah. So I'm a big rain person mm-hmm. in the spring. Yeah. I anticipate that as much. It, it's maybe back to the spring cleaning of it all. It just cleans everything. Now, of course, yeah. you do get some pollen. You walk oh, out boy. and see the pollen on your car <laughs> and you're like, Woo-hoo. yeah, the blanket of, but yet then it will rain and right. wash that away. And then we get the flowers and different colors that come out in the spring and the smells. I just think all of that, it's shaking off winter a little bit. And I'm a big transition. I think it's important time. We talked about it before, time in the hallway, the Mm -hmm. transition period. Mm -hmm. And I think you're right. Spring and fall are great in our minds, thoughtful transition times Mm -hmm. where we can contemplate coming out of winter. Gosh, winter, and this year especially, winter was hard. Mm -hmm. How how are we processing that? How are we, uh, my cousin's word for the year is restore. Mm -hmm. And so I think spring can start to restore some of of the hope and the things that we know in our heart, but the circumstances are telling us something different. Right. And I think it's important to do that instead of moving right to summer, then where Mm. we're on vacation and we're hot and we're, you know, I think it's important this time in the spring. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it is. It it's one of my favorites. <laughs> There's only four, <laughs> but it is one of my favorites. Um, just because, you know, even things like wildflowers that um, you know are not perfectly tended to, um, they just come out. I, uh, a friend of mine on Facebook was counting robins in her backyard and getting excited about what that meant and. So, yeah, there's just so much um, promise, but it also brings with it this uh, whole tradition of April Fools. So let's talk about that. That's kind of fun uh, in our society uh, as a way just to bring a little humor back to everyday life. Well, okay, so... I'll come back to why I get such a kick and love April Fool's so much. But just the history of it, I thought was interesting. So I did a little uh, probing to to get the scoop on April Fool's Day, Mm -hmm. which has been celebrated for several centuries Mm -hmm. (laughs) by many different cultures in different ways. Mm -hmm. And to some extent, the origins are still a mystery. But the majority of historians speculate that it dates back to 1582. Oh, my. So it's not something that we came up with just to kid ourselves with some <laughs> new new cultural phenom. But France switched from the Julian calendar to the Gregorian calendar, and that was called for by the Council of Trent in in uh, 1563 wow but because news traveled slow obviously they didn't have the internet or where we get instant news they failed to recognize the start of the new year and so they continued to celebrate it during the last week of march through April 1st Hmm. and the people that didn't have the news that were celebrating New Year's at the wrong time they became sort of the butt of the jokes and so there were hoaxes that then they called April Fools so they were the April Fools but here was my favorite I had to talk about this because you know I am married to the fisherman Mm -hmm. the prank the prank that was most uh, prevalent at the time included the people that were the fools they it included having paper fish mm-hmm. placed on their backs and being referred to as April fish and it was said <laughs> to symbolize a young easily caught fish or a gullible person oh that's hysterical No, isn't that hilarious? A real April fool. (laughs) Right, right. Now, have you been the gullible person? Or do you fool other people? Or is this not a biggie for you in your history? It's not a biggie, but I did find some really fun stories about it, which make me laugh. I'm all, you know, I'm kind of interested in how creative people can be. Um, So here were a couple of them. One is called Pasta Grows on Trees. On April 1st, 1957, the BBC TV show Panorama ran a segment about the Swiss spaghetti harvest, enjoying a bumper year thanks to mild weather and the elimination of the spaghetti weevil. (laughs) Many credulous 
Brits were taken in. And why not? The story was on television then, a relatively new invention, and it would never lie, would it? The story was ranked in the number one April Fool's hoax of all time by the Museum of Hoaxes website, a fine source of all things foolish. How many of them were fooled is unknown, but the BBC received hundreds of telephone calls in the aftermath, many of them asking how they could successfully grow their own spaghetti. (laughs) So I just thought, oh my gosh, that's 1957. Okay, so then a few years later, here's another one that I thought was cute. Um, In other TV-related jokes, in 1962, the Swedish National Network put on a technical expert who told the public that its black-and-white broadcasts could be made color simply by viewing through nylon stockings. (laughs) Many Swedes (laughs) fell for the hoax. I mean, to me, some of those are hysterical because they you know it's it's more than just the goofy april fools that you do in your house i think in our house over the years people were much too wise they knew what day it was and so they were suspicious of anything that happened or anything you said because it was april 1st so um less in our own households but i love these stories of you know how how they've just kind of gone broad how about in your house was it a big holiday big i was (laughs) raised on april fools okay april fool's day completely uh captivated because dad was so clever understated cunning witty could keep a straight face you know you'd never think of him as the ha ha court gesture he was the engineer the brilliant engineer engineer. so he could come up with it Mm -hmm. and execute it Mm -hmm. and mom just loved a good party a good (laughs) celebration a good ha ha let's get laughing so so from as early as I can remember when I didn't totally understand the concept mom had this piece of plastic cheese and she would pack dad's lunch at the time he would take his lunch to work Mm -hmm. and every april fools she started this when they were married um and the first april fools they were married she did this and she had this piece of cheese that was the family piece of cheese and everyone knew it and it was going to happen. But the funny thing is that, and this where you said your kids would be suspect and people would see it coming every once in a while, dad would forget that he would get Mm -hmm. the piece of cheese and then he would come home and he would tell (laughs) us the story, how he bit into the sandwich and had the rubber piece of cheese. And so we loved good harmless pranks. And then I feel like I've done a, pretty good job but my very favorite of carrying it forward and you know taking the family torch of April Fools forward is that so I was in charge of coffee hour at the church that we went to in California mm-hmm. and part of being in charge was you would bring the paper products and whatever after the service people were going to get together and put out the coffee and the the little snacky food and everything well i decided for the sunday that just one year it ended up 
you know, falling on the Sunday, I think exactly, or it might have been that week. I'm not sure, but I decided I would do April Fools and just not say anything to anyone. And so I had like leading out of the church to where the the coffee hour was held, I had like fake doggy do. <laughs> and I put it in the, I mean, I did every prank I could find. So it was a landmine of pranks on the way. And then when you got there, I said, help yourself to, and I had these sheet cakes. Well, I took sponge and I iced the sponge because oh. that was one that was one mom had done growing up before. So that that one was in my arsenal to use. And so I did this and I said, just cut yourself a piece of cake. <laughs> and so the first people, oh my gosh, people were I mean, it was, I have to say, it was one of the best, just, I'm not even going to say April Fool's pranks, but prank that I've done in my whole entire life, anything I've ever done, because people from all ages would, could just join in, and, and people mm -hmm. were pointing to each other, oh, watch a dog do, and then somebody went to clean it up, and they were like, go, someone told their husband, go get something and clean that up, and then he came, and then they would say to the next person as people came out, oh, watch, don't step on that, and don't, and then they would send people over to, and then I had, um, of course, the age-old one where it was the, the, uh, can that you open of nuts and then the little snake oh, pops golly. out and that yeah. was the kids love that and I always had a kids table <laughs> so um anyway it was just so that's one of my favorites that, that I, is good. I felt pretty proud of myself that is really good well, I was looking up you know all right so since I'm not great at this what, what are some really good ideas of stuff I would actually do so I found three that I thought were really good so maybe this will give our listeners some ideas. So one is glue the eggs in the egg carton. That'd be a good one. The next oh, right. one is... So you get, that is a good one. Yeah, here's another one. Replace Oreo filling with toothpaste. Gross. That's so good. I My son-in-law loves Oreos. I know. I and so do does John Dryer. I'm oh, there I'm you go. Spring. Okay. I'm gonna try and then the last Dryer. one is wrap up Brussels sprouts like Tootsie Pops and onions <laughs> as caramel apples. Gross. That one is gross. <laughs> I just thought those are good. I could do those. I mean, some of them, you know, I'm not a big whoopee cushion kind of girl, but um, some of them are like, oh, I don't think I'd do stuff like that. But these three, I thought, mm, they have some potential. So this is getting me thinking if there's something I could do with Bill. <laughs> well, and you guys are such foodies. Yeah, like I could, a food yeah, I could one do is a good yeah. one mm -hmm. for, for you. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, I love it. Very fun. I love it. Fun, fun time of year. It is. Well, like we said at the beginning, a lot happening. That's right. A lot changing time, weather changes. And, and I hope that what I really want to encourage all of our friends is to think about it as a exciting time right and like you said we need it and and what we can do to really make ourselves feel uh that spring spring is upon us what right. what can you plant right that then will be able to anticipate forward in the harvest right 
So maybe even you think about a springtime trail mix. Maybe there's some new ingredients that you add. Now be careful that there's no fake cheese, fake doggy doo, or sponge cake in it. <laughs> um, but, you know, enjoy your springtime trail mix. And don't forget the chocolate. Or the popcorn. You can find all of our trail mix episodes wherever you listen to podcasts. We would love you to rate and give us a review. And follow us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Look for Trail Mix Pod with a picture of Trail Mix. To learn more about us, check out our new website, trailmixpod.com. It was great to have you. Thanks for listening to Trail Mix, sorting through life's fruits, sweets, and nuts. Keep mixing it up. And remember, life is nuts. So don't forget the chocolate. Oh,